Buenos dias. I was given this number. What could I do for you? I understand that you're a man that can make fart sounds with his mouth. I don't know who told you that, but they are 100% correct. Oh, that's good. Mm, that is spot on. Oh, do a hot thrusty one. Oh, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Was it? Welcome to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Uh, th- today we're here with Hoi Polloi Entertainment. They're uh, a trio of guys that put out some spectacular content on YouTube. Uh, it's a hilarious, like, kind of sketch comedy kind of stuff. You can find them at Hoi Polloi. Just type it into to YouTube or Google. Um, and you can find the links to all their stuff on the show notes of this episode, which can be found at ObsessiveViewer.com or OVPodcast.com. So let's get to introductions. Uh, first of all, as a note, Tiny's not in yet. He's going to call in uh, in a little bit because he's running late. But right now it's just me and Mike. <laughs> uh, Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. And, you know, uh, on the Obsessive Viewer, usually we stick to movies and TV. But we're kind of branching out to new media and yeah. and internet videos. Yeah. And it's becoming its own its own genre of, of art. Is, the, yeah. is this kind of new media and, and kind of almost viral kind of marketing strategy for entertainment that they that they create? So, and it's it's yep. something that fascinates me personally. And you view it, and you can become obsessed with it. Exactly, thus it fits on the show. So, how are you guys doing, Hoy Poloy? Good. good. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> can we get names for the listeners? Um, we prefer to remain nameless. <laughs> I'm I'm Dustin. I'm Patrick. I'm Brett. Nice. I'm the cute one. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> uh, well, it's great to have you guys on, and thanks for you know coming on and talking to us because you know we've been we've been trying to do this for a while. So I'm glad hey, that we finally. Well, well. Long time listener, first time Skyper. So nice. fantastic to be here. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, no problem. So uh, I also I also kind of want to lift this veil of professionalism and say that I've known Dustin for like fifteen years, and I've known Brett for like ten years. Nice. So we, we are friends. It's yeah. not like and I have been seen. Yeah. And I've known I've known Dustin for it's been a long time since since I met Mike. And I mean, until I saw the casual Friday video of you guys, I've, I always assumed that his penis was just a black bar, but I'm, <laughs> I had my confirmation. Um, <laughs> it's normally not black, but it is uh, just a big rectangle. I think we oh, could nice. have a whole discussion on just casual Friday. Yeah. How did you guys get started as, uh, uh, uh how did you guys get started? Yeah, what do you guys call yourself? Like, what what is your masters of medium? reality? <laughs> no, masters uh, of reality. 
I, know, uh, I, I would say I've known Patrick for probably just about my whole life. Yeah. Uh, we, our mothers went to the same church uh, when we were kids and we knew each other through that. Uh, that's met, funny. That's funny right there. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, and then years later I met Dustin at, uh, uh, we worked together. Yeah. And, uh, I just noticed, I, I knew throughout the years, you know, I've worked with Patrick on a few things, uh, that we had did like in high school. Like we used to make some CDs and stuff like that and like-minded people. And it's, you know, similar uh, senses of humor and stuff like that. And it just, we kind of all met up and really felt like it was something that, you know, we could really put some creative stuff together. I think when we first, when I first met Dustin, Brett had been talking about him. And I think the first day that I met you, I think that's when we shot, we shot Grillin. Yeah. We shot Boner Be Gone, uh, me versus you, and then some other AIDS-related videos that never made it, but some definitely some classics yeah, came out yeah. of the woodworks as soon as we met. Yeah, it was just magic right off the bat. The know? first, the first thing that I ever did with uh, uh, with you um, was probably Swiss Brothers. Yeah. Uh, well, we did. Uh, uh, what was the other one we did that day? It was. Uh, the All American Dipper, All American Dipper, hasn't been made yet. No, it's, it's, it's in the works. It's it's lost coming. footage. We're gonna reshoot that. But I had seen like um, Iron Taint, Triple X, and uh, what else? Some uh, of the other sketches. Some of the other, some of the other bits that uh, uh, that Patrick had worked on with Brett. Listeners Co- should know that it's not a porn website. No, right. no, we don't. I mean, we do. Well, not really. No, well, there, there is uh, nudity involved sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, maybe softcore. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. For YouTube, no. Um, but so I uh, we we shot uh, Swiss Brothers and um, really grassrootsy too. Yeah, and, and, and then that footage got got uh, uh, presented to Patrick, and then he made he made gold with it with editing. It's um, it's really the the beginning of my relationship with them as a, a team as a cohort. So mm-hmm. so. Patrick's the editor. It all it all kind of goes through him. Patrick is the mastermind of of the group. I would like because what I love what I love about a lot of your like earlier videos, especially uh, Born to Be Gone and and Swiss Bros, are the little Easter egg visual things. My favorite thing is uh, Swiss Bros Coffee is brought to you by the Montreal Expos. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Was that your idea, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's brilliant. That's I feel awesome. like if I can't be in the video with them, I will be there. In the editing, you know, that's my character. <laughs> gotcha. Because because most of the time I'm shooting it because we don't have anybody else to help us out. So really, it's the three of us doing all this. We at prefer once. to have all three of us in them, but when we can't, yeah. we've got ways to all be there, kind of. Nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's great. Uh, so for for our listeners, Holy Poloi, how the, is the name? Is it a reference to the Three Stooges? No. But it, okay. Uh, but. It could be. I, <laughs> well, because I googled it because I wasn't. If, I, if I, you like the Three Stooges, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I googled it and I, I saw that. I was just curious. I've always wondered, like, how did they get the name Hoy Polloi? It came from high school. It was a in, in one of our actually. All right, if you've seen Iron Taint Triple X, the old guy in Iron Taint Triple X, you know the, <laughs> the announcer. That's our. That was Beerly Brett and my uh, English teacher. Okay. And one of our vocabulary words was Hoy Polloi. And I like the word, and it stuck, and I've always used it since then. So 
that's really where it came from. Well, it means it means common folk, right? right. And that's yeah. why, I, and it actually worked out because our comedy is very lowbrow, common comedy, and like we're not trying to, you know, <laughs> appeal to a higher class here. It is what it is. So, you know, I think it all worked out in the long run. Well, I think, I think the uh, the video where 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 uh, you call the you call the kind of sex line for fart noises. I think that's very highbrow. <laughs> I, I do too. I do too. I have to say, I loved that video. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I just died laughing. It's it, that was brilliant. I loved it. What is what's the ratio of improv to scripted jokes when you guys do a video like that? Like, where where did you come up with Brett? The like the names of the farts requests. <laughs> that was I'm, really off the top of my head. You know, that was a. They, I don't even think we were going to shoot that. Yeah, that, it was, that, actually, that whole skit actually came about. Uh, I was on Facebook one day, and uh, I was at work, bored, not working, and I sent Dustin a message just to be funny, to get a joke out of him, you know, a laugh out of him. I just said, uh, I understand that you're a man that can make fart sounds with his mouth. <laughs> Dustin being Dustin follows up, and we have a, basically a five-minute conversation <laughs> That's just inane and ignorant. And we were laughing about it the next time we got together to shoot something. And we, I just in passing told Patrick, I said, yeah, we were having this conversation the other day about, uh, you know, somebody calling somebody up or messaging them or whatever and uh, about fart sounds. And he's like, dude, we can shoot that. And I think it was about 45 minutes later, the video was done. <laughs> you know, that's, I would say about 90% of our ideas just come about from one of us going, hey, wouldn't it be funny if, and then mm-hmm. one of the other ones going, yeah, let's do it. And <laughs> we get whatever props, and I, I think we've written down dialogue maybe once or twice. Oh, yeah, wow. we did okay. the culture skit, yeah. but everything else I think is just off the top of our heads. You know? I, I think like if Dustin and Brett are in it and I'm shooting – we they'll just improv as long as they go until I I'm like all right we we've, we've had enough like they'll just keep going and going and going until like finally we're just like all right yeah on. we'll we'll riff off of each other and like redo a scene six eight ten twenty times mm-hmm. and then Patrick can go through and really find the one that I, you know works the best I think Buenos yeah. dias Buenos dias <laughs> who's that so is there a text message out there in in the ether that that says, give me one of those short, thrusty ones. <laughs> I'm no, sure. that, that that was on the spot. Yeah, that, that was. That yeah, that that one was just off the top of my head. In you know, and not to toot my own horn, but I think I do make a pretty mean fart noise. Right. Right. Oh yeah, you oh, yeah. do. It was perfect. You do. Ah, uh, that's. But great. I've always known that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the questions that that me and Mike kicked around while, while before we called you was. Uh, how do you feel about the rise of of new media and like the internet as as a ves as a vessel i guess for people who who aspire to do something with comedy? How do you feel about that in in terms of just pushing out your creations out into the world and if YouTube didn't exist w- would you guys like even bother making this stuff or or would you kind of pursue something more i don't know if I'm phrasing that correctly well uh I would have to say first off um I think that 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 it's uh a great way for people to put their stuff out there because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, you know, funny people, um, 
they have great ideas and and they make stuff, but nobody ever sees it. So I personally think that it's a, it's phenomenal for people um, who are into comedy like we are, and uh, I think that it. It shows in even other forms of media, too, uh, taking in, in consideration Saturday Night Live recently uh, uh, hired a couple guys um, from the group Good Neighbor, and they're now featured players, wow. and they're getting an opportunity to, to do their sketch comedy um, on, on television. And I think that, that having this outlet is a great way for people to be found. Nice. Yeah, I... I agree. I'm I'm fascinated by the by the whole process of it. It's, it's fascinating to me that that people can people can just throw it on there. And I mean, there's a lot of like there's I'm sorry. there's so much stuff out there, and there's it, I I love it. I think it's great. And yeah, but I think we all like I even before the internet, I was still making videos. I think we would, but oh, yeah? I think we definitely love that there is a yeah. We would be the guys that are you know hanging out in the basement. Right. And just passing around CDs to our friends of like, oh, do you think this is funny? Thanks, you know. But now we can say, you know, hey, everybody, you know, let's, you know, it, it opened the gate in my opinion. You know, uh, it it would be a thing amongst friends if not for the internet. And now it's every everybody has that potential now. And it doesn't matter how much stuff is out there. I mean, uh, eventually, like the good stuff will come to the top. You know. Right. I mean, you will find the good stuff. So, and uh, I know this is kind of off topic, but it's not in regards to new media in general. I think the same goes for like music. You know, if you look at at what technology uh, made readily available to people ten years ago, like now somebody well, not, maybe not ten years ago. I mean, it was there, but um, uh, now people can like record entire albums and then put it on oh, yeah. on the internet, and their stuff can be out there. You know, it's the same sort of idea, but just a different media. Yeah, it's kind of the same concept as like, uh, like even stand-up comics are doing that kind of that kind of thing. And I mean, podcasts is kind of that same kind of. Yeah, it's like idea. it's like radio, but yeah. being made into this new media that can be more easily accessible. Right, and it's just it's it's a fascinating to me just the world that we live in is just populated by all these people that I mean we're creative. It's it's a way for creative thinking people to to get their creations out there and not just have it be like oh that would be a good thing to do if i had some like if i had a bunch of money and, and could get a contract somewhere something something like that it's something that's like okay i can i can put out my my creativity and i have an people have an outlet for their creativity in a way that they never had before um so yeah. it's it's pretty clear that that the internet is is kind of the future of entertainment and kind of like um t- entertainment a la carte is is the way of people accessing the internet so things like in the past where it was SCTV on TV or SNL was on TV uh and then today you have shows like Key and Peele and Kroll show which kind of kind of live and die by how they live on the internet. Do you guys think of Hoi Polloi as like the first step in in um, maybe a TV thing or maybe a movie thing or or is it like a hobby and you're going to keep doing this or are you going to try to make even even more out of the internet thing? I I think that if if an opportunity comes up that we could do it in another format, we would take it. 
hands down. Um, if that opportunity doesn't come up, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon just because if life can be pretty mundane at times and this helps me, I guess, get a break from that. Gotcha. What I always loved about acting is you get to be somebody else for a few minutes. And, uh, I, I love working with these guys. Uh, and you know, if they, I woke up tomorrow and the internet was gone, I still think we would collaborate on things, you know, nice. gotcha. and I think we would love to see our channel grow. Yeah. And I think, uh, like it would be great if we got a you know a big following from it and that led into something else. I don't know about I mean like I think movies and things like that would be down the road like once you had more success. Sure. The ideal road would be hey you fucking blew up on YouTube. Oh, they saw you on SNL. Oh, they want you to go on SNL. Oh, they saw that one joke you did. Oh, boom, then now you're in the movies. I mean, I think that's the that would be the ideal path to go, but I mean like Manningly said, I mean, wherever we go, I mean, we're not going to, like, turn our nose up at something. I mean, we're happy if we get five views on a f***ing video. Yeah. 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 Right. At the end of the day, if we think it's funny, that's what really matters the most to us. Like, you know? when, yeah, when we started putting these things together, you know, it was just cool on its own, in our opinions, that, hey, look at what we did. You know, we were it was something that we were proud of already. And... If other people think it's funny and uh, want to go that route too, even better. Yeah. But, you know, at, at the beginning, it was just us uh, appealing to ourselves, really. I think. Yeah. Not to say that that some ideas we've we've had haven't had the underlying intention of getting more views. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. There's been plenty of things like okay, um, we were convinced it was going to be huge. Yeah, like this black bar penis is going to get us a lot of views. Like that actually came from a conversation because beforehand we had done. Um, Wait, can uh, we talk about? Can we just can we just talk about Casual Friday? Because I, I, I think that's a very special video, in my opinion, because you may not know, but we shot Casual Friday once already, and then we reshot it. Because we felt that it wasn't. We up. had to be around Maddie Millie's naked body twice. We did that. Yeah, we did that video twice. We saw we saw it twice. But I think it was good that we. You can maybe talk about that. How no no was, You know, if you uh, get into that a little bit. Uh, my wife supports me. <laughs> She's a wonderful woman. She's a wonderful woman who supports uh, supports me a hundred percent. Uh, even when she's not pleased with, uh, <laughs> no, it was, uh, the performance, like, you Oh no, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what, that's what initially uh, got us to re re-record it. Cause that and the angle, are like we didn't, we, <laughs> yeah, the, angle the angle was, no, uh, the first time we shot it was just the three of us and we had to have a stationary cam and it kind of like when, uh, Dustin was standing behind us, he was getting uh, the top of his head cut off and it was just a poor angle. And we pulled in a fourth person to experience this magical thing. <laughs> and uh, that's when we shot the second one. And I, I really do feel like the second time around where we had a little bit of time, almost like scripting something, uh, our improv was still there. But I think the second time around, it, it wasn't as much like the initial action. The first time it was difficult to shoot just because we were laughing so much. <laughs> that's uh, what my body does to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually, uh, you just described the first time Dustin ever had sex. <laughs> Wait, say that again? They were talking, I missed it. I say, you, he just described the first time Dustin had sex. There was too much laughing, you couldn't really 
Yeah, there was a lot of laughter that time. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> the first time there was no uh, there was no sock, and then the second video we had a he was covered up with a sock. Uh-huh. Yeah, which made the editing a lot easier for the guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, you've uh, you've got balls. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Hey, uh, that's funny. Well, that's great. Um, what are your guys' influences? Yes. Uh, I honestly think, um, and this is going to sound cheesy, uh, one of my biggest influences is probably Will Ferrell in regards to, um, he, he, he does characters, but he's really always himself. You know what I mean? Like everything that he does, he has, he's not like, um, Mike Myers in the sense that, you know, when he does a character, he's extremely different. Like, Austin Powers is extremely different from the guy who played in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, or um, <laughs> Fat Bastard, Fat Bastard, or, Bastard or, or Love Guru, which I did not like at all. Um, Sorry, he <laughs> he, he's, he goes to extremes. Whereas Will Ferrell, when he makes a character, I mean, he had there's a conceptual idea behind it, but he's still he's, Will Ferrell. He's still that. Will Ferrell every single time. Um, I think that that that's probably a big thing for me. Um, you know, I mean, I'll do voices if I need to, but but that's probably the biggest influence um, from from where I'm nice. coming from. What's your uh, What's your favorite Will Ferrell role or sketch? Oh man, um, <laughs> there's one that I absolutely love, and it was when well, there's two. I'm gonna say two. There's a there's one that had uh, Pierce Brosnan hosting Saturday Night Live, and uh, he was trying to get a job at an in-flight magazine oh, where, the, where the Will Ferrell, boss, yeah, wow, Will Ferrell yeah. is Mr. Tarkanian. Oh, and, your nuts with a car engine. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this entire time, he's, he's super polite and really he really wants to get Pierce Brosnan's uh, 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 contract. He really wants to get him to write for the magazine. Mm-hmm. And throughout the entire uh, skit, he, he keeps noticing certain employees are, aren't doing what he wants or like somebody's on the phone and he's as Tina Fey's on the phone he slaps Tina Fey because it's a personal phone call to Pierce Brosnan and he's very nice and polite and yeah. when he sees this it's like a complete Jekyll and Hyde yeah of, and you know. it ends fantastically with Chris Parnell coming in with a trident mm-hmm. and, a, and a fishnet I've been lifting weights and doing cocaine all day, and I'm ready to take you on, Mr. Tarkanian. And he <laughs> says, oh, Pearson from accounting. I love it. And so <laughs> they fight, they fight <laughs> and he, he beats him. But he does more than that. He ends up taking the, the trident with his back to the audience and just stabbing him in the stomach over and over For again. For about 30 seconds. About 30 seconds straight. And it's just like <laughs> – he turns around. He's covered with blood, and he sits down casually again to, hey. to Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the sort of thing where I, I don't know. It takes the ordinary and just ups it to the bizarre at certain points. Nice. And probably the second one would be much more simplistic. Um, it was a Top Gun, a Top Gun bit where Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer was on it, and he was basically supposed to be Iceman, but he was an older Iceman. Mm-hmm. And he was flying as co-pilot to, to Will Ferrell, and he just kept making. Like, really, it wasn't Will Ferrell's best, but it, it had him in it. Uh, Val Kilmer was brilliant, though. His, my favorite line is um, when he said to, to Will Ferrell about I don't know uh, what it was. 
landing the plane or something, your your body's writing checks or your mind's writing checks, your body can't cash, and that makes you dangerous. <laughs> I can rewatch it over and over again, and every single time, it, it, it gets me. Remember Shaq Black? No, I don't. <laughs> what about influences for you? Uh, my I have three influences for me. I've got a. Uh, uh, Tim and Eric, the two of them together, nice. as as one. Uh, f- uh, Will Forte as my other one, and then the third is just—I don't want to say Michael Richards, but I want to say the character of Kramer. Like, I feel like f-ing Kramer does not get enough respect. I mean, like, I feel like he was one of the last of the great physical comedians. The the yeah. stuff that he did is just the door slides. Everything stuff. he did is beautiful on that show, and I. Uh, I love that. And then uh, the, the Tim and Eric, the uh, I, I like to bring Tim and Eric into the editing as much as I can, if you can notice that oh, yeah. in the stuff that we do. They're a huge influence. Uh, I think they are so ahead of the game in the stuff that they do. Um, and then I was trying to text you guys last night about this, about anti-comedy. Have you guys heard about anti-comedy? Uh I think I've heard something about Is it just like the, kind of that absurd nature that's just more... Um, kind of Tim and Eric, what they do is that that kind of it's, idea. Yeah, it, they're doing it a lot lately, and it, I know it sounds like a f-ing joke, but it's not. It's it's hard to describe, but it's like comedy that just isn't overtly funny. And okay. like for instance, the best thing, way to describe it is Tim has the show. It's Tim's Kitchen Tips, and he's like he does this this sketch where he just makes a meal and he like it mixes mustard and ranch together and he has a dip and it's not really that funny but obviously you know that Tim and Eric they know what funny is but they're making this subpar video on purpose and a lot of, a lot of their new stuff is kind of anti comedy and i like that it's I, funny when you think about the grand scheme of it right you know it, it, a lot of people aren't going to really get it when they see it and then, uh, and MacGruber is, I think, my idol. I mean, if I can, if, if I, if one day when I grow up and I can be MacGruber, I think that'll be Jeff uh, Day's. I love it. You know, your, your description of anti-comedy, it reminds me, Dustin, do you remember when you and I were talking about doing a cable access show? Oh, yeah. Um, well, and, was- we, and your dad had, a, had an idea for a skit. Where they, where it was like clairvoyant fast food or something like that, and you came up to the to the place and they and they said, okay, that'll be so something, and you, they pull around and they already have your order there. And I kept trying to make a joke about it, and he's like, no, they just know. <laughs> that that is that, that is that is that kind is. of it's anti comedy, yeah. like invented by my dad. Yeah. And I think, what, we were probably like 13 or 14 at that time? Yeah, something like that. I just think Tim and Eric in general, like, the stuff they do, I mean, I know, like, I think the three of us have been watching them forever. But I don't know if you really went on the street and asked somebody if they knew who Tim and Eric were, that they would. But that's really sad because, you know, like, your favorite, like, Will Ferrell, you know, Galifianakis, like, all... And they all work together, you know? They, the great names work with them. I think those guys are so uh, just ahead of the game and underappreciated. And they're just... Mad geniuses. I mean, on the regular, they work with the likes of John C. Riley, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I grew up watching in Living Color, like Jim Carrey. I would say that was a big influence early on. You know, I was, you know, five or six years old and watching Fire Marshal Bill. 
It was hilarious, you know, and I mean, it was uh, stuff like that and what Odenkirk did with like Mr. Show. It was a little edgier uh, where they weren't uh, like, especially Mr. Show where it was on HBO. They were given a little more freedom on, you know, how they could push the envelope on risque stuff or language or whatever. Uh, that influenced me. Uh, I think John C. Riley is brilliant. Uh, his character, Steve Brule. Dr. Brule. Oh, I crack up every time. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I found a skit that I hadn't seen before of him messing with – he's trying to contain this wild dog. And I could watch it 20 times in a row and laugh just as hard each time. And, you know, I, I think especially with certain types of comedy like anti-comedy and stuff like that, it – it's kind of almost like a niche. Uh, some people get it. Some people don't. And uh, the people that do get it, I think, really appreciate it more. You know, it, because 10 years ago, there wasn't anything like this. You know, there wasn't that type of medium, or not really a medium, but type of comedy. Genre. Exactly. 10 years ago, I don't, or, you know, well, 20 years ago, I don't think anybody would have understood a Will Ferrell that type of humor, you know? Right. Like, I don't think they would have got that. Just like anti-comedy now, like I think it's uh, I kind of think it's on the upper end. Breaking ground almost. Yeah. I am gonna gonna step back uh, because Mike, you you brought it up. Um, Go ahead. Second influence, my dad probably, uh, and it's ironic because he hates Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> he does. But yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like Will Ferrell at all. But um, but my 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 dad is is probably my my a big influence, and my mother, ironically, another influence. Um, although she probably doesn't like most of the stuff that I do, um, uh, because uh, her love for Saturday Night Live kind of uh, carried over with me, and so we used to watch it a lot together. Um, oh yeah, Saturday nights, yeah. Um, but my dad, as far as his sense of humor, um, I mean, he he used to come up to me and actually a joke that we used in uh, the Mega Bible um, when I talked about scrotum beer. Uh, <laughs> That that that, that that's my dad's joke. Oh I mean, my god! I, didn't know he, that. Oh I just god. I just carried it over because my dad. <laughs> that makes it even better. Wow. He used to always. Oh, oh yeah! I I, 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 I had to show better. it to him whenever we did it because like that that was all you did. That was you. It carried forward. Um, because gleam in his eye. He used to he used to pitch this idea to me for a commercial. Uh, uh, but it was always scrotum gold. That was his idea. <laughs> scrotum, scrotum gold. It was like a higher class uh, like scrotum beer. Yeah, I mean, even even the catchphrase that I use, like nothing, nothing's more refreshing than a nice cold scrotum. <laughs> that's my dad. Unbelievable. That is my dad. This is news. Um, Keeping oh, secrets. Fantastic. Uh, uh, and it, it's funny because, you know, like I said, like he he envisioned this like scrotum scrotum gold, and it was uh, with the basically like pirates. pirates. It's a really high budget production that he imagined. <laughs> Like pirates get to this uh, deserted island with this treasure map, and they finally they find the the mark, and they dig it up, and they they flip open the chest, and it's all these gold caps of the beers, and then they they pull them out of the ice, and it's this giant <laughs> penis shaped bottle, <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden like there's girls in bikinis everywhere, and they're opening. It's, it's totally an eighties beer commercial, yeah, yeah. and and you know. They open up the, the beer exactly. bottles and foam starts shooting out. And like, it's just like, I mean, that is my dad's sense of humor, and that's exactly what I have in me. Don't be that's surprised fantastic. if you don't see us do that skit. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I still want to. I still want to. Oh, I want to see it. Um, yeah. How do your parents, do your parents like um, 
Casual Friday? <laughs> Mine? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. My mom's never seen it. Um, <laughs> I told her. My mom loved it, by the way. Your mom loved it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I told my mom, don't watch it at first. And then she was like, well, I'm going to watch it. And I said, okay, well, you do whatever you want. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to like it. So I don't understand why you would watch something you know you're not going to like. You know, people who don't like horror movies don't go out and get a horror movie. Right. You know, that's it's not her taste. And I just let her know that ahead of time. And I don't- So you're basically calling Casual Friday a horror movie. In some <laughs> sense, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> d- depends on your... Everybody died. <laughs> I feel like if we don't... I feel like if we don't make something that you can't show your mom, like, then it, I feel like we don't really win sometimes, you know? Like, <laughs> if it's not a great, not for, you know, not safe for work video then it's like, it's like, what's the point, man? Cause there's so much stuff out there on the internet. And I feel like we also didn't talk about, uh, I, I mean, I think we all have internet influences. Like, uh, like I'm good neighbor, magic hugs, John Lajoie, like I think are also just as equally impactful on the stuff we do as, you know, Will Ferrell or Tim and Eric. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I, I uh, you can watch like a magic hugs video or a good neighbor video. And, uh, Watching them, you know, you get a good laugh, but I think from, like, at least my standpoint is you get ideas on, well, angles, how to shoot something, and how to expand on, like, okay, I've got this idea or a premise for a skit, you know, they did this, well, we could do something similar but different, obviously, but, uh, I mean, it's just... uh, uh, gives you a lot of open ideas, kind of like a collaborative. You know, everybody uh, can watch each other's stuff and get ideas from it. But uh, it's good to see the, what's out there in the competition. Exactly. Yeah, like I do think sometimes it can make it hard to have original ideas. But at the same time, if you see a really good idea and it's not done well, it it does give you an opportunity to take that good idea and make it more than what it originally was. I, I agree with that. Like, uh, recently I caught up on all of the, uh, what they called, uh, Adam Scott from Parks and Rec did a, uh, series of about four shows where it was the greatest event in television history on Adult oh, Swim. Yeah. What they did was, uh, they just shot for shot reenacted the intro to uh, four different 80s sitcoms. It was like Mork or not Mork and Mindy, but Bosom Buddies and Simon and Simon and stuff like that, and they were great. And that got us thinking, you know, like I, I see something like that, and I got a new, you know, I went back and watched a lot of these old like Magnum PI and Quantum Leap intros, and that got me wanting to not copy one, but let's make something, make our own. Yeah, let's do our own thing, but have that kind of in that same vein of. Cheesy, campy music and uh, over-the-top action sequences and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I watch a lot of stuff like that, and it just gets the think tank going, you know. You know, I got to say, uh, great minds think alike. I've, I just recently filmed a, a commercial for uh, for my my friend is the is the head of the drama department, and so they're putting on their show their musical their spring musical here soon, and so I filmed some things and I put it to uh, the intro to Full House. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's great. Real quick, I'm gonna add Tiny to the call because uh, he's ready. So if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna add him now. There he is. Hi, Tiny. Hey guys. 
Long time hey. no listen. How's it yeah, going? Yeah, pretty good. How are you guys? Uh, I'm doing Not fantastic. Well. We just got uh, we got some we got some stuff going on. In yeah, the some- pretzels are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So tiny for uh, since since you haven't been on the call, it's Dustin, uh, Patrick, and Brett from Hoi Polloi. Okay, as you know, uh, and so. We've talked about your influence and stuff. What what kind of comedy? Do you, I guess it's, it's the same kind of thing. But what kind of comedy are you guys watching? Like, like today? Like, what did you watch today, or, or the past few days in terms of comedy that really spoke to you? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say right now I've been watching Cheers from the beginning on Netflix. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> I've wanted to do that so bad, but I haven't had the time. Yeah, it has a lot to do with the fact that I watched it when I was a kid, right? I like, I remember watching Cheers syndicated, you know, reruns. Um, I'm good. Uh, and I thought, you know, it's it's such an iconic show that I really think that it deserves a, 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 a fully conscious adult <laughs> watch. <laughs> nice. So, and it's, it's awesome that I feel like I can really appreciate a lot of the jokes. Uh, I mean, a million times more than I did when I was young. Uh, yeah, right. But... I mean, the actors in that, you know, incredible, uh, an incredible cast, a great setting. I mean, it's one of those, anytime you can have like a one set uh, uh, show where everything happens on this, I, I think probably one of my favorite Friends episodes was um, the one where they're all getting ready to go out to this, uh, I can't remember what it was. The one where no one's ready. Yeah, yeah no one's ready, right? Joey puts on all the clothes. Yeah, Joey, <laughs> and... Uh, and the, the hummus on, on Phoebe's blouse, all that stuff. Like the fact that they did that all in one, one, uh, set and, and it never lost its, its pizzazz. It's one of my favorite episodes because of that. It's all in real time. It's fantastic. And that's one of the things I really like about cheers is that most of the, most of all of it happens at the bar, even if it's in the office or, you know, if the camera goes back to the pool room, it doesn't even do that all the time. And there was one episode I watched, uh, it's like the end of the first season, where Sam's brother shows up, um, and you never see Sam's brother. <laughs> <laughs> and even when he goes to the back room and he's like tap dancing and showing off to all the other patrons at the bar, you never see him. And they all move up to the bar as a crowd, and you hear his, what's supposed to be his voice, and and you still never see him and they go back into the pool room and the camera doesn't doesn't follow them it just stays out at the bar and you can just hear them having a good time <laughs> that sort of stuff i just I, I really really enjoy that nice uh i think what i'm into right now is uh is, is mainly internet based stuff or i mean i mean it's on tv i guess some of it but i watch it on the internet for instance we were just talking about p holmes oh yeah you guys watch p holmes I haven't watched his show, but I've I've heard I haven't heard his podcast either. But I've heard him on Douglas movies, and he's he's amazing. Yeah. I would definitely he's, watch his videos on YouTube. He's like nice. so great at making simple stuff funny. I love him. Mark Marin, are you watching any of his stuff right now? He's on Netflix, right? Um, his his uh, Marin shows on or just Marin uh, is on Netflix. Yeah, uh, I really like his stuff right now. And then I still like going on and, you know, if John LeJoie or Good Neighbor make something, man, or I'll go and on Hulu and watch Good Neighbors. I'll just watch their stuff from SNL because I really don't care about the rest of the cast right now. But because um, I'm just so I'm just so fascinated that they got on. 
Right. SNL based on, you know, their internet stuff. Well, they really got started right around the same time we started putting stuff together. And it, it's crazy. Like, yeah, like it, we... It, we kind of filtered off a little bit for a while. At least two years. Probably. We got we got phase one and phase two of Hoi Polloi. Right. We're in phase two right now. Phase one, you know, and then we took like a year or so off. Yeah, we, we just kind of took a break. And it wasn't really until the the Good Neighbor guys got on SNL where it, Gave I, us a it, it lit a fire under our ass, you know. I mean, <laughs> big changes, you know. Let's get back in this. Because, <laughs> I mean, we watched them – Starting out, upload. I mean, we watched all. Of them. We watched John Lejoie like start out with his videos before he was ever and on the All he league had was just famous. standing there with a green screen. Yeah. I mean, and that's classic. Show me your genitals. That's yeah. a classic. Oh, you know, yeah. he's brilliant. Know, it, oh, yeah. Passed around the internet so many times. It's not, yeah, it's it's like uh, Brett's imaginary sister. It's yeah, it's been around I the block. Her. She's a special girl. Yeah. But I'd say that's what I'm you know, I'm into right now. It's, it's mainly internet stuff or the random Netflix thing. Um, all right. I mean, I don't know what movie, really, comedy movie. I, and I haven't seen Anchorman yet. Uh, I, I, I really like any movies that, that focus mostly on improv. Like, one of, my, one of my all-time favorites is probably This is Spinal Tap. Oh. Um, it, it's, it's good every single time. Uh, and the little, the little things that they come up with off the top of their heads in that movie, just, they speak to me on... Um, could you stop with that bag? Could you stop? With that bag? <laughs> I'm just Could you enjoying be a some, little bit more uh, polite. I'm in the middle. I'm just uh, unwrapping a Werther's here. Yeah, you just uh, hold on. <laughs> From you, Werther's. Too many Werther's. There's nothing more sweet than a Werther's in your mouth. It's the only thing we suck on. Werther's. Uh, I would say <laughs> anything that I'm watching lately. Uh, uh, I would have to agree with Patrick. Uh, Pete Holmes has really just kind of come out of nowhere almost. Uh, I know he did some college humor stuff uh, over the years, but where he got that new show that Conan helped him out with, I think yeah. he's at CBS too. Uh, yeah. uh, some of his sketches, you know, I can tell that he's kind of like, like-minded like we are, where he's doing like X-Men stuff and Street Fighter stuff. He's a 30-year-old nerd. Well, <laughs> I'm a 30-year-old nerd, you know. And, uh, you know, I still read comic books and watch cartoons and shit like that. You know, I, I have no plans on officially growing up until absolutely necessary. But uh, And I, I imagine because of his content, I, 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 I've really uh, gotten a lot out of that. Uh, I think that's some great stuff. It, really relatable. Um, uh, a lot of the Tim and Eric, like the, especially the Steve Brule stuff. Yeah, Steve, I mean, that's uh, gold. That's you that's know, perfect. he's created this character, and it's 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 just brilliant for like a public access show. You know, I, I mean, it's really that that stuff's good. But uh, you know, as for like movies and stuff like that, you know, I could watch Dumb and Dumber every day and still laugh at it. But it's like, what, what in the last five? Like, we got all our favorites. Like we've been talking about, like back to go back to, like Dumb and Dumber. The book. What in the like the last five years do we really go back to and watch? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. In the last five years, it's probably just been internet stuff. I would, yeah. I would, as right? far as comedies, as far as comedies, yeah, as far as your influences, uh, like in the past five years, like. I mean, the Magic Hugs stuff, uh, probably about once every couple months, I'll go back and watch all of their stuff and laugh just as hard and think, man, you know, that was brilliant or this or that. Uh, but I don't know if there's any, been any like Anchorman's or Dumb and Dumber's in the last five years. I, I don't know Anchorman. Uh, Hangover, the first Hangover, which legacy has been ruined by the sequels, but. Right, right. <laughs> 
That's, that's, that first hangover was was pretty huge. I love due date, and I love the fact that they left it alone. Kind of like what you were hinting at with the hangover. If they had just made the one, and you know, we've got this here. It is, and but I love due date. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, you know, I, I love Galifianakis's character in that one too, as Ethan Tremblay. But uh, you know, I thought uh, I'll stay McGruber, man. That would be my McGruber, in the yeah. last five years, like that. <laughs> If you don't laugh at that, you're going to a dark place. When you're <laughs> I, I I actually just rewatched This Is the End. Um, I think that still need to catch that. One. I think that uh, um, uh, Seth Rogen and oh, what's his James Franco? No, not James, James Franco. Franco no, Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Jay Baruchel. Say that again. James Dean's clone. Jay Baruchel. <laughs> no, uh, his his. Uh, um, his partner in crime, uh, was it Goldberg? Is that his last oh, name? Oh, Evan oh, Goldberg. Ethan. Yeah, Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. Yeah, Evan Goldberg. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think those two have something really going for them right now. And this is the end. Was just such a great concept to me because everyone played pers- like personified <laughs> versions of themselves, and I absolutely <laughs> loved that. Um, it, and there take was Franco. Don't take the Seth Rogen band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it, so many people were in that. You know, you even see. Uh, um, Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson's in it, but like, uh, uh, oh, um, Paul Rudd. Hermione Granger. <laughs> Paul Rudd is uh, uh, outside whenever the earthquake's happening, and right after Michael Sarah dies and the ground starts to fall apart, he's like running away, and he has something in his hand, I can't remember, and he, he like is running away, and his foot goes into someone's face and kills them, and he just oh, makes yeah. like he's disgusted and runs off. Yeah. And you don't even, you don't even really think that oh well that that's paul rudd but there's so many people in that movie even if they die right off the beginning like it's it's incredible i think it's an incredible thing to watch to see that sort of uh, um satire of themselves yeah. i'd like to uh i'd like to bring up a question just not for you guys but for the two guys here with me like what would be more interesting being incredibly successful on the internet or being on SNL and being mediocre successful, which I think is kind of interesting because I think the three of us deep down would all love to be on there. I mean, who wouldn't want to Absolutely. be on there? But uh, you can't necessarily do the type of comedy maybe that we always want to do on there because you got ratings and you're on television. So nowadays, would it be better if you were just super successful on the internet or SNL? I, I would... I would rather do whatever we wanted to personally. Like it is, it's always been a dream to be on Saturday Night Live for me, but, um, you know, it's kind of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's kind of what I was almost getting at earlier on is that like you guys are almost ahead of the game in, in terms of where the future is going. Like, the future of TV is going to be a la carte. Like you'll pick what you want to watch and that's about it. And it makes you wonder if people are going to want to watch if they're going to get NBC anymore and they're going to watch SNL, but the internet's going to be there. And, and I, and I almost feel like, um, you guys are in a spot now where it is if, you know, you found your, your niche and if you can find your market, um, and you stay there, that's, that's kind of the way to go. Yeah. And, and I agree. Like I said, if, if we can make what we want to make, um, as compared to being told what to make, uh, I mean, true, uh, it's going to be harder to make money that way, but it's not about the money for me. It's about, it's about getting together with some friends and, and making something that, that other people can also watch and enjoy. 
Not to say everyone will, but if they do, then hurrah for us. I think I would like the internet over SNL uh, in the long run because I'm sure SNL, you've got Lorne Michaels. And well, it gives you a lot more freedom. T- telling you what to do and controlling your stuff. And with the internet, I mean, yeah, we can do whatever you know, we want. I, I, like what you said, like at SNL, if it was per se, you know, like a mediocre career, you might end up like a uh, – I mean, obviously, a lot of people on SNL end up uh, taking that to the next step, like Will Ferrell or Amy Poehler, people like Tina Fey, people like that, that uh, they further their career with it. And then you have, like, uh, Chris Kattan, who does a really crappy movie. And then what happened to that guy? Yeah. You know, uh, and nothing against him, you know. Uh, but, no, uh, a lot against him. <laughs> but uh, He's a terrible person. Uh, I think uh, what I love most about it all is, uh, you know, I, I love to act. I love the process of getting together with some friends. You know, I know, like, especially with the three of us, we'll have conversations about, like, comic book movies. And, you know, I love movies. I, I probably, that's my biggest hobby is, you know, I have so many freaking movies that it's not even funny. But I love that. And, uh, coming up with ideas like, you know, just saying, hey, wouldn't it be cool with, or, uh, you know, uh, we've gotten together, I don't know how many times, and bitched about the X-Men movies and how we could write a better one. And, you know, it's almost... Or Fantastic like, Four. Have you guys, have you heard about the new Fantastic Four? Can we talk about that? Yeah. What the hell is going on yeah, there? that'd be great. What the <laughs> is going on there? Jeez. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, my biggest complaint is Miles Tucker is it's like, you know, my, Michael B. Jordan, he's a I'm good going Michael he's a, B. Jordan all the way. He's, what a, the he's a great yeah. actor. I, I mean, he's great. Chronicle is a fantastic movie. Josh Trank really did a job on it. But if, if all the superhero properties, in my opinion, you know, I think the Fantastic Four is the hardest sell for the simple fact of the stretchy guy, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't care how good your CGI is, it's still going to look goofy. And from that point on, you know, hey, we can do a guy with claws, or we can do this Norse god, or this guy that catches on fire, or an invisible woman, which that's the easiest one, yeah. or the rock guy. No, but they're not even going to make him look like the regular thing anymore. They're like, we're going to make it look more realistic, because... I just well, I did, I did, I did a jerk off. will look like an eczema. <laughs> He's got really mad eczema on his yeah, body. You know. Anyway, that's really off topic. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we can. It's just I'm, I'm really no, not real. I mean, that's kind of that's what we talk about. Kind of our thing, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of frustration over here in regards to the Fantastic Four. But me, I just say, you know what? I, I, I don't give a shape about the X Men movies. You will hell hath no fury over a barely pissed at X Men movie. In, in, <laughs> in my opinion, I've gotten to a point where uh, if it's if it's not a, I mean, I'm I'm really a Marvel guy, which Mike knows. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not a Disney Marvel Studio movie, then I don't have expectations anymore. <laughs> what, uh, the second Ghost Rider really didn't rub your inch? No, I didn't even see the second Ghost Rider. Just because... So you're, you're saying you're not excited about Amazing Spider-Man 2? Well, no, no. I, it's not that I'm not excited. I'm excited about that. I'm excited, but I don't have, I don't have an expectation of being... I don't being... either, because personally, I think we're trying to cram too much into it. Um, but I think that not having Spider-Man. not having that oh, yeah. expectation is going to allow me to enjoy the movie more, and that's how I look at all of them. Is that I, I if I don't have this fun, idea, but I just think if they would slow down just a, a little bit and say, okay, 
do we really need a movie with Paul Giamatti in a rhino robot? Suit? Actually, you know, I I just read uh, Mark Webb said he's only in the movie for like four minutes. Really? Yeah, and that makes me happy. I I kind of had the same complaint. Uh, but I was hoping – I think I might have said it on this podcast that I hope it's like four minutes, five minutes at the beginning of the movie and Mark Webb confirmed that. On the other hand, you've wasted a character for no reason. Well, not true because they are going to do a Venom movie and a Sinister Six movie. So even if it's just introductory and uh, of the character, they can utilize the character again later. I just – I don't know. I, the, the idea of it being a robot suit, I'm not as hot on that. I know they – didn't they do that in the – the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff, or wouldn't it like a robot? I, don't know. I have no idea. About Either way, uh, you know, and obviously, given what the trailers have given us, you know, you've got uh, Norman Osborn looks like he's bedridden, and it's going to be Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin. And but I just think the movie's got too much in it. You've got Spider-Man dealing with Rhino for about five minutes. You've got him dealing with Electro for about an hour and a half. And somewhere in through there, they've got to quill, kill off Gwen Stacy. And it's like, okay, you know, is this going to be a four-hour movie or... Which I think we can all agree, spoiler alert, they're going to kill Gwen Stacy. Well, they- <laughs> oh, really? I was going to say, I don't think they have the guts. I think there's even some rumors that they're going to introduce Mary Jane, too, at the end. Well, they, they've cast Mary Jane. They even filmed some stuff her with off her, third but she's not coming until the third movie. They oh, really? <laughs> I get what you're saying where they just keep messing with the old property. I, I agree with that. It's you know, I've read comic books my whole life. Mar the 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 Marvel Studios, the Disney stuff, they're staying relatively true <laughs> to uh, what the, the the old stories. Like if you watch uh, Captain America, that's basically how Cap came about. Uh, Thor, you know, all of them. You know, Thor left out the fact that he could change into a mortal man, but that's not a huge gripe. You know, just leaving with God is good enough. But they've held true to the basic storyline. Well, I think These stories have held up over the years because they're good. Why change them? I know? think the big, the big reason why they didn't go that route, which the original script I read, they did go that route, but then they changed it, and I think that a lot of that had to do with synergy with uh, uh, Marvel as a publishing company. You know, if if they would have done that, it would have been different than what the comics read now. And I, I think that uh, uh, while that is two different forms of media, uh, they are going to try to get new readers uh, into the comics. And if they don't have that continuity between them, then that might be an issue. But again, who am I to say? I, I, I Like I said earlier, my expectations for anything that's not – um, owned by Marvel Studios and worked with by Marvel Studios. I'm excited to see it just because I'm a fan of the material, but I don't have an expectation of them to um, please me as a fanboy of comics. I have I have every expectation of them to take the material and try to do their own uh, creative twists on it and, and, and take all the artistic freedoms they want and make it whatever they want to make it, which could be good, could be bad. Um, but I feel like not having an expectation of what of what it should be, I leave myself more open to the idea of being satisfied with a good movie. Okay. I try I try to separate my my comic fanboy and my moviegoer relationship. Yeah, you kind of have to anymore. Yeah. 
I'm surprised yeah, to be realistic. Superhero sketch. Oh yeah, we we talked about doing superhero. I think sketch. the the one we talked about was it was Who Wants to Rule the World, and it was a Big Brother parody. Uh, yeah, I want to do a cartoon though. <laughs> uh, it was uh, a house full of about six or seven supervillains. They were forced to live together, and uh, the hilarity that ensues of these maniacal yeah. idiots that live together. Did I tell you we can't use Black Death anymore? Why? That's that's already a character. It was in Kick Ass Two. <laughs> that's what it no was. Kidding. I watched Kick Ass Two. I was like, oh man, we can't do Black Death. Oh, uh, no, we, we could. It's not like the Black Death is is copyrighted. The version was a uh, it was a guy with a prison shank. Yeah, he was just in like an uh, orange jumpsuit and just shanked people. That was that was our Black. It was like a sharpened pencil with a duct tape wrapped around the bottom of it. Yeah, you just stamp people with it. But anyway, we digress. Nice. Um, good, good tangent. Yeah. <laughs> right? That was we could, like, and I mean, I wish we had the time, yeah. but uh, we could go into more detail. You mentioned Marvel. We probably shouldn't touch Star Wars just because there's not enough time. Oh, no. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, 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 yeah, don't, don't just, do it. Just enough. You know, just. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what kind of stuff do you guys have coming up? Oh, oh God. I. We've got, we've we've got so Santa's shit. bag of uh, <laughs> ideas. Uh, it's not even funny. Uh, well, hopefully it's funny. Uh, oh, it will be funny. Uh, we've, we've got an idea uh, for a uh, – and, and just doing like – we're kind of wanting to do like a take an angle like what Tim and Eric kind of did with creating uh, like a public access station. Like, And we hinted at that with uh, that Culver spot we did with uh, mm-hmm. Channel 6 HP News. And just having a variety of shows that would air on this Channel 6. And one would be like an intro to like an 80s sitcom called Appalachian Vice. Uh, and that's uh, like a detective show, uh, like three cops. Uh, in the three cop partners. Yeah, three, three cop partners. Uh, All-American Dipper, which is uh, like the redneck MacGyver. Coming or going show. Uh, coming or going. Coming or going shows where you look at picture. The an audience member gets selected, and they look at a picture and decide whether or not the person is having an orgasm or they're going to the bathroom. With the coming or going yeah, it's show. just a, it's just a headshot. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have another one called Cool It Alfonso. Oh, cool, 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 cool it Alfonso, and that, that's a show where it's uh, three buddies. Uh, Lamar, Jamal, and Alfonso and the shenanigans that they get into these three teenage guys but they're all just really stuffy white guys with uh, traditionally African American names we're trying to create almost a uh, television channel with and then we'll these like hints of these shows but bleed into everything else they will actually be show or will be longer skits eventually yeah like, we have um, a one we've always wanted to do for, for years, Ghetto Prom. Oh, my God. Colonial Tampons. Which is, yeah, Colonial Tampons. That was a good commercial. Uh, but, like, Ghetto Prom is is a classic, like, teen drama, TV teen drama, like you know, the like OC, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. But it's but it follows Anne Frank and, and her, her, <laughs> her group of friends it, who, who, because they're, they're being in the Polish repressed. ghetto. Yeah, they're in the Polish ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> 
But they want to have prom. they want to have a prom, and uh, but the Nazis obviously won't let them. Yeah, and uh, the the struggles of these these teens yeah. are wanting to have a prom. And so it's a mix forties Polish character. And so it's a mix of narrative uh, uh, readings of her journal. Schindler's List meets Dawson's Creek. Yeah, it's yeah. Schindler's List meets Dawson's Creek essentially. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then what we had. Um, uh, time Pirates, which is an old one. That's that's these oh, uh, Time Pirates is uh, it's these three pirates, but they're pirates. What was the saying? How- they're, they're 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 time pirates from a future time of time traveling pirates, <laughs> <laughs> right? And they they have like one of them has a hook that that's the time travel device. You twist the hook and they can travel through time. And they're the reason why history is as screwed up as it is. Like one of the skit ideas was. Uh, John Wilkes Booth comes home after a hard day of acting at work and finds his wife all strewn out over the yeah, bed. completely satisfied completely sexually. Completely satisfied sexually. <laughs> and next to the bed is a uh, top hat with a ticket for Ford's Theater in it. And his reaction is, Lincoln! And it's basically like the Time Pirates are the reasons for history's horrible things. Yeah. <laughs> And he just like, cut to a shot of these three guys dressed as asshole pirates laughing maniacally. Yeah, that, that yeah. time pirates are the reason why Hitler uh, hated hated uh, Jews. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the idea behind it. Um, we had Sandwich Wars. I'm excited about Sandwich Wars. Oh, yeah. Wars. Yes, yeah, Sandwich Wars. Uh, it's that's like a preview gore- show. Yeah, it's like a preview for a show. It's uh, if you, uh, I guess you could like it to uh, – like the Gordon Ramsay kind of cooking shows. Mixed with uh, Chopped, which yeah. I love Chopped, by the way. You know, but it's like you've got – Your sandwich is no good. Yeah, you've got like four or five people making a f-ing sandwich. <laughs> and you've got this master chef, John Peel, or whatever we called him. I can't remember. And John Ham. John Ham, yeah. John and he, Not this that guy that. just losing <laughs> – having a character in a chef's outfit, losing his sh- because somebody put – Swiss cheese on a sandwich, you know. <laughs> but all of these show, all of these ideas, they're all going to be kicked off by one amazing video that's going to melt your penises back into your bodies and create man vaginas. And it's going to be a video called Ramathon. Oh yeah, Ramathon. Yeah, Ramathon is uh, like a the classic Monster Jam, nineteen eighties. Promo for like a, a monster truck rally or something, you know. But it's the Ramathon, so uh, you're, you're running into buses full of uh, fiery dead hookers. Yeah, and, hey, welcome to Ramathon. Who, who will be crowned king of Ramalot? Yeah, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Oh, that's great! It sounds like you guys have a lot of oh, obviously a lot of great ideas. Uh, I would like to say uh, I want to point out too. Here's how we come up with this. This is kind of uh, in this kind of ties back to technology and just Mm -hmm. you know we probably couldn't do it without Facebook. Like the since none of us live you know really close together, the way like we come up with this is you know pretty much every day on Facebook we'll be we'll do we'll be getting to know in a three way style you know Mm -hmm. chatting it up (laughs) and we'll just talk and we'll bust out ideas throughout the week. And then hopefully by that Sunday we'll you know we'll shoot them. We'll know what we can actually put together that doesn't involve a Michael Bay budget. Yeah, but basically it just consists about like a, a week's worth of Facebook chats. Yeah, yeah. we're pretty much always in contact with each other, yeah. whether or not we can respond right off the bat. It's, but sometimes, oh man, I, I go to work in the evenings. Both of these guys work day jobs, right? I go to work in the evening. I get off of work. I look at my phone. Oh, I have like. 30 messages on Facebook. Yeah, I know what that's like. 
And it's like preaching to the I, choir. I get that from these guys on the pod chat. Yeah. Oh, man. But then what's what really really grinds my gears is when we ask him questions. Yeah. Well, they ask me. They'll ask me questions, and like uh, I think one time Patrick said. Okay, Manly, I assume since you're not answering, you're probably uh, giving young boys blowjobs or something. <laughs> and, I, and I can't defend myself because I'm not around to say, no, I don't do that. Oh, you wouldn't defend yourself from that. I mean, the, 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 you know, the U.S. government's probably going to come knocking on my door saying, hey, where are the, where are the, where are the boys? boys? Yeah. Where are the boys? No, they're in the basement. They're keeping them. Oh, there's another video. Chick in the basement. Yeah. Look forward to that coming soon. <laughs> Oh, man. No, that's one thing we're not short on at all is ideas. ideas. Uh, and uh, I think that's completely a good thing. Uh, yeah. You know, for every three, like, we'll, when we get together, like, uh, you know, we'll meet up on a Sunday. It's not uncommon for us to film three, four, or five things. And, oh, wow. you know, that gives us time to edit them. And, you know, it's a nice steady stream of stuff coming out. Oh, check the vet three. Check the vet three is coming, yeah. Uh, uh, the proper check the vet, not the observations on nature. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, yeah, we have, we've got some stuff already in the works. Uh, but uh, for every, I would say, three or four ideas that we come up with or, or that we film, we'll have probably at least five, at least four or five more on top of that. Concepts. Concepts, yeah. And sometimes those concepts kind of bleed into each other. Uh, you know, we want to do uh, like a video, like, uh, remember the old, uh, what was he, the Kentucky Hammer, the Daryl Isaacs, uh, he's like a local lawyer that, uh, had these really over the top commercials, uh, like a little, uh, criminal defense lawyer. And, you know, we thought, well, we could do something like that. Or, uh, we've had like a behind the music documentary idea for a while with, uh, Balls and Chains was the name of the eighties band and yeah. stuff like that. But. Oh, that's great. Um, well, I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I think we're getting kind of uh, run. I don't remember what time we started recording, but uh, we're about an hour and 11, 12 minutes in. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're, we're fine. You know, of course, okay. we're probably going to edit a lot of this out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, is there anything else you guys want to want to talk about? Any any uh, any plugs or anything? You guys are on Twitter at. Is it Hoi Polloi Vids? Hang on. I think so. Is that our Twitter? Hold on. Uh, Patrick's taking a leak. Oh, okay. <laughs> Patrick? Patrick? Oh, he's pulling in. Pat- take, take the mic into the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's our Twitter? Uh, Twitter.com slash Hoi Polloi Vids. I think it's Hoi Polloi Vids. Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch that? Just, uh, just anywhere you go, man. Just uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, tell your friends. Friend. We're on Instagram. Tell your, tell your friends. Tell your mom. We're uh, just go anywhere and type in Hoi Polloi Entertainment, and you'll you'll find us. Uh, it's either Hoi Polloi Entertainment or it's Hoi Polloi Vids. It's a little mixed up. <laughs> throughout, but yeah, I, I know how that goes. When I was making the uh, URLs and everything for for obsessive viewer, I kind of had yeah. that situation come up. And I, we're pretty, uh, we're, we're, I find that, that's a whole other conversation, Twitter, just in general. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, I, I try to tweet for us and it's incredibly hard and it's a, uh, it's a terrible thing in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> it just, it, it just takes forever and it's, but uh, yeah, we're it on It takes there. forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still follow it's, them. It's, it's so inconvenient. Yeah. I just don't even know. 
<laughs> now, uh, real quick, I just want to say, as uh, as a fan of the podcast, um, uh, I, I think you guys do a great job as oh, far you. as talking about uh, the subject in which you do talk about um, <laughs> with poise and um, great knowledge and, grace. and I grace. There we go, and grace. And Matt, you personally, I, I. Uh, I love you as the mediator because you really are a mediator oh. between Tiny uh, <laughs> and Mike. Yes, it, he is. It's a great dynamic to the to the to the threesome that you guys are sexually and non-sexually doing. Um, right. But you have a couple sayings. Like there's moments. Uh, I don't know if, if you ever watched. Um, uh, if you ever watched Psych, I never did. You never watched Psych. No. Okay. Well, Gus is by far my favorite character of the show. And the reason is he has these like go-to things that he'll say. And they're just like, like Gus moments when he'll say something like, Oh, you know, that's true. Or, <laughs> and it's just like, you know what I mean? You have these moments where you say things like, you're the Gus. You, you are the Gus. You're nice. like, Oh, nice. Nice. Or, interesting. Or, or, I, interesting. My, one of my go-to or, things is interesting. Yeah. Or, uh, Oh, very, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. <laughs> And uh, anytime that happens, uh, I think an angel gets its wings. <laughs> it's a drinking game. It's on purpose. It yes, should be exactly. Yes. I'm going to do that next time. Yes, I want our listeners to be trash. This entire time. This entire time. <laughs> it's been hard because we've been we talking. banquet beers here. <laughs> I, I just want to say, for all our obscure internet names out there, you know, you can find them all under one place, yes. which is our YouTube page, which is just YouTube.com slash videos. Like, you can just... It's our, our vids, isn't it? It's vids. Or, or vids. <laughs> it's vids. <laughs> not have, that easy. Yeah, we have, our, we have our Instagram, our Facebook, and just everything up there. And so. for anyone listening, I'll put all the links to all that in the show notes. Just uh, check uh, check the show notes in the in the lyric section of the podcast or, uh, as you're listening to it or go on obsessiveviewer.com and look up the, the episode uh, specifically. It's all just right there. On our Instagram uh, page, we do have uh, naked pictures of Dustin. So, well, not safe for work. <laughs> kind of naked. Yeah, it's just the backside. Yeah, I don't count that as naked. Yeah, I already seen it. <laughs> yeah, not oh. safe for work or not. I still watch. I still look at it at work. I know you do. <laughs> I've gotten I've gotten the fan emails from you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, all right. Well, uh, I guess that about does it. I don't want to take any more of your time and uh, all we're, that. We're busy men. We've got a lot of meetings to go to. And <laughs> yes, you've yes, pretty much I'm sure. Our entire night. So, <laughs> my case shot. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, jerks. <laughs> well, thanks for being really on, guys. It. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for guys for coming on. That was yeah, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it was thanks, great. It's great. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, yeah. And I, I, I make sure to sh- honor, honor, pleasure, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Actually, thank you. In our like ten years that Hoi Polloi has been around, this is our this is our first interview. So. Yeah, nice. yeah, we popped your cherry. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, oh, this, this is really special for us. You know, uh, uh, a little bit of a sense of accomplishment. I think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'll be able to do another interview ever again because I'll always think of you guys as my oh, first. Nice. You know, that's we get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet you do. I bet you do. One more shout out to Werther's Original. Yeah. Uh, yes. Montreal Expo. Montreal, Montreal Expo. <laughs> and Swiss Bros Coffee. 
Breakfast uh, blend. Breakfast blend, of course. You know, pick up the Mega Bible at the bookstore yeah. somewhere. You can find the Mega Bible at Barnes and Noble or Walden's Books. Or we can do a, books uh, a million. We'll yeah, books a million. Book signing at the Books yeah. a Million uh, before the yeah. until the security escorts the sales. Yeah, <laughs> Scrotum Black. Pick it up at your local at your local sicko if you can find it. Um, we sponsor that. Uh, uh, colonial tampons. Colonial, colonial tampons. Your period is coming. Your it, period is coming. It's either this or this stick. Did we get them all? Did we get them all? Nike. We're also Nike sponsored. <laughs> Nike. Nike. Okay. Big surprise yeah. there, right? Yeah. Sidewaysers. Check them out. Hello. Uh, Hooters original. Uh, Wait, what? Is there another Hooters? It's just Hooters I, original. We're, okay. Coke classic. Coke classic. Uh, not Diet Pepsi. We don't want to put that in there because we're Crystal not, Pepsi. We're not affiliated Trojan with condoms. Trojan condoms. Any, any, basically anybody who will send us free. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, tomatoes. Uh, we want to put a shout out to. Yeah, because all of those companies are listening to our podcast. Yes. Late tea gray polos. We want to mention them too. When we play golf, we always play with late tea gray <laughs> and top flight. Yeah, and top uh, flight. They're the best balls. Uh, we're just gonna keep doing plugs until you tell us to show. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ridgemont Furniture. If you're not riding in a Ridgemont, you're not riding high. Wow. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, that's great. Thanks, guys, for, for coming on again. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. That's oh, cool. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> I'm a now. You guys get it. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much for having us on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. See ya. Guys, take care. You too. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. Tiny is not in right now. He's 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 running late, so he's gonna call in. He's gonna Skype in here in a bit. Nice. Um, yeah. So we're yeah. just gonna have just me and Mike. Uh, What's weird? What you guys don't know the the one of you who hasn't listened to this show is Tiny is actually the name Matt gave to his penis. Yes, yes, uh, he's hiding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why is he scared, man? Well, the pills haven't taken effect yet. Um, oh, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> but I'm laying on my stomach, so I'll just slowly rise up, and I'll know when it's ready. Oh, that's <laughs> that's, that's gold. <laughs>